Microcomedy Podcast. Hello, we're back with Teru and Zio. Teru is such a is exotic name. Yeah, it it's it sounded right away as she pronounced it as a Japanese name. Teru. You can't say Teru. People do though. That just sounds lame. I get like all day yeah. today at uh, while doing open mics. I was Tara. Uh, Tara. Oh, wow. Tara. Terrorist. Tara. <laughs> the, the like potato. And I was like, okay. What I like about Japanese names is they always mean something. Mm-hmm. Like, what does your name mean? Um. The like Teru can either be like a masculine or a feminine name, so kind of depending, it'd be a daughter or son of like the light, or depending on the end, it'd be Ro or Ko. Daughter so, of the light. Or Whoa, son. that or sounds. Son. It sounds so mythic. Um, it's, it's but a lot yeah. of Japanese names are like that. You you have like Yuki, which means snow. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think the main character of uh, Death Note, his name is just Light Dove. Just oh. light. Okay. Yeah, that's just okay. Japanese way to pronounce light. <laughs> yeah, there's a doll in Japan, um, the Teru Bozu doll, and okay. children will chant to this doll to make the rain stop and bring the sun out. So. Oh, oh. wow, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you speak Japanese? Not really, no. My mom, um, she spoke a little bit with me, but when her parents died, she just kind of stopped talking. And mm-hmm. like her dialect of Japanese was already like village like village Japanese uh-huh. so she felt very yeah. stigmatized in the Japanese American community oh can you like mm-hmm. scoot into the mic more oh yeah, yeah. so she just okay. felt stigmatized like in the Japanese American community with her dialect so mm-hmm. she just didn't really want to pass that on so she didn't really talk too much to me no. yeah. yeah wait so where did you grow up you know? I grew up um up north in like Sacramento okay yeah there was there was a large Japanese American community there at some point and then it kind of Peter, Peter oh yeah, I, I watched an episode of California's Gold. Do you mm. remember that show? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because I used to uh, I used to live in the Bay Area and yeah. I used to spend some time in San Mateo. And there are a lot of Japanese restaurants owned by Chinese people in San Mateo, but there are there are like a Japanese community there. Yeah. But they don't really interact with uh, like other others. So you don't really, you know, they're there, but you don't really see them. They're really low profile. Okay. I guess it's still their personality or it's just, yeah. I mean, the things that have happened to Japanese Americans in U.S. American Yeah, in the World War II. Yeah, Yeah. it it just, it's created a lot of, um, like there's like, there's a, there's a quietness in the community for sure. I mean, the, a large community is in Torrance, California, not too far from LA. Um, and then, the one in Sacramento, I mean, I left after like high school. I'm just not embedded in that world. Oh, okay. So right. I don't even really know what they're doing or yeah. not doing. But um, it's like really, it's like Methodist church centered as well, a lot of it. And wow, I had no idea. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. what Methodists are about. Like, yeah, what is what, it what all is about? What is the method of Methodism? I am not an expert on Methodist oh, okay. church at all either. Um, that was just like the kind of the foric. My, my grandparents had like a, a temple in their home a buddhist temple oh, okay. and then like it's just suspicious in 1940s america in oh, 1950s america yeah. to be so like it's just it's just advantageous and strategic to like belong to some christian denomination you know yeah. so that that's just that was part of that for my family at least since you brought up you know what happened uh in world war ii to japanese people uh, japanese americans right i don't like to start off on a heavy topic but the thing is uh I realize that a lot of people actually don't know about that history, although it's pretty recent. It's very recent. Can you talk about what happened? Um, sure. Um, 
I'm, I'm like, I'm not an expert on Japanese American history, but, um, but basically you have, we were in World War II, you have the allied forces, which are in the West at war with Japan. And, um, well, one of the countries was Japan. And after Pearl Harbor was bombed, um, there was a huge backlash uh, against Japanese Americans who had nothing to do with the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but you have the same face, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, my grandmother actually has a pretty interesting story with that for her, and, and like kind of just like my whole makeup was she could feel that things weren't going well. Like mm-hmm. she just had some sort of, I don't know, sixth, seventh, eighth sense of just gut like feeling, the yeah. gut, you know, the gut feeling that something bad is going to happen. And she told her husband, um, you know, no, we need to leave. We need to leave right now. And they had land, they had property, they had a home, you know, they had mm-hmm. money, jobs, you know, and he was like, no, we're not, no, they're not going to, this, we didn't do Pearl Harbor. Like there's nothing yeah. to do with us. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. And she was like, okay, I'm out then. She had like, they had kids and she just like hitchhiked her way to Nevada and was like, I something bad is going really? to happen by herself. Hitchhiked. She like wow. left. What about the husband to just like, and I'm kids, staying. Yeah, he was just like adamant, like leader of the household, nothing, we're not moving our family. And she was Man. Like, <laughs> she was like, I'm out, I'm out. And just so being she, a guy. <laughs> she left and then they got interned and she did not. So basically we're talking about they put Japanese Americans into concentration camps. Yeah, concentration camps. Not as bad as the Jewish concentration camps for sure. There's no like gas There's chamber. Like concentration camp spectrum. It's still yeah. like the spectrum of concentration. <laughs> it's like mild, you know, yeah, like I mean and then the the actual like the aftermaths of it. Like something that I I haven't found a way to talk about in a funny way at in the open mic scene yet, but I'd like to cuz I don't I'm not sure about how much history to go in to be able to like make the joke relevant okay. to people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, throw it in. But basically it's just like my um many Japanese Americans who have like they're looking at their parents and their grandparents is like collecting habits. Can you mm-hmm. scoot the mic up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Better? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the whole collecting habits of like Japanese Americans, like they 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 hoard a lot of stuff, and I've been like, <gasps> oh, hoard so many things, and I think it's because they just haven't. They it was deprived them. from them. Everything was taken. Yeah. Everything was taken, and so like even the children who like grew up right at like the the moment when it was over, mm-hmm. uh, they they just have a bunch of stuff, and like any Japanese American. Like kid growing up is like aware that their parents have like just stuff they don't need. Huge amounts of just well, it might be nice junk, but it's junk. Like just things that they don't need is hoarding, and uh, I think that's like an aftermath of what happened. I think my grandma had the same kind of habit. Not from there's nothing to do with concentration camps, from the the great famine that happened in mm. the sixties mm-hmm. and fifties and sixties of yeah. China. So like hundreds and of like hundreds of millions of people died, you know, from yeah. like just hunger. So so then she couldn't really see us wasting any food. Yeah. So she was living in our house, and then sometimes we cook. Chinese food a lot, right? And then if you reheat it one time, two times, my mom would throw away, you know, the the, the remainings. The, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she will dig the food out of the trash oh, wow. like a raccoon at uh-huh. night. And my mom's like, you can't, you, you gotta stop doing this. This is yeah. not hygienic, you know, but he just, she just couldn't throw it see, away. yeah, any food yeah. being thrown away. Yeah. Jeez. 
Yeah. I, I can't relate to these topics. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Filipinos don't have it very easy. Yeah, I as know. Well, but, well, the problem is I was like raised here and I've only yeah. been to the Philippines like twice or mm-hmm. something. And what, what is your experience? I've never been to the Philippines. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What it's it's like? kind of sad. Um, what is it like? Like whenever I go, um, yeah, they kind of see me as like this. Um, uh, okay, the, uh, maybe a better analogy to put it is like, like say, like when, um, like a, a, an upper class like African American person like goes to the hood. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that treatment where it's like. Oh, you're not one of us. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you're from America. Yeah. So, um, how would you treat? How would they treat you differently? Um, just kind of like. Uh, Do they expect things from you? No, is, they is don't. They it? don't. No? They, they, it, it's it's kind. There's there's kind of like a distance, but at the yeah. same time, like, um, at the same time, well, it it depends on the, yeah. the person. Yeah. yeah. What, how old were you when you went back? Um, like early twenties, so okay. I haven't been there in a while, but yeah. But there's a thing in China because th- this time I I bought a ticket. Mm-hmm. I was about to fly back to China on the twenty first, and on the twentieth I canceled it because of the coronavirus. Right. Oh yeah, that's a topic. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, before I went, my mother was like, "You gotta buy gifts for everybody, like including the niece and nephews that I don't even know their names." Yeah, of course. But it's just a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing too. Like yeah. my my parents are are all, are all about that too. Like, yeah, like, oh. she's like, because they're like, oh daughters from america so whatever they're all about like making this humongous box like six foot by like three or something full of gifts for like everybody in the village they will go to home depot and buy doorknobs and like yeah you know ship it back to the philippines yeah that's what i heard yeah my dad's big on like just buying like some kid a computer or something yeah yeah Yeah, it's crazy i have have more of that expectation when i um i i worked for a few years in india and when i oh okay that's interesting uh, that's that was more my experience because i mean sad note like the majority of my family in japan is dead from the bombing of hiroshima so it's like wow where they are they in like hiroshima or something yeah they well they were yeah. Oh my. So Jesus Christ, this you're like a dissident of. Uh, yeah. There's like there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you're just, a walking like yeah, world I'm, history. I'm the last. <laughs> I'm like the last of my lineage. So um, it's it's kind of a. Yeah. So you have to have kids. Yeah, I would have to have <laughs> children, and uh, but it's cool. Like I want kids, so it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in terms of like the last name situation it means a lot to my mom to like carry on that that last name so i got her last name instead of your dad's and he was fine with that for a variety of reasons and then my husband like wouldn't care as well actually he's like oh well, we can do like hyphen names and we'll like figure that out so, like, so your last so your full name is just sounds straight up japanese uh yeah oh that's really cool yeah, so uh-huh. like people yeah. don't expect when I, when they see me, they're like, I, I mean, unless you've been to Japan and you like know that the north of Japan like there's looks a like isle, me, there's yeah, an yeah. island, and then people there have like darker skin. Yeah, and, the like, I knew, right? They actually look prettier, like the island of you know. People who guys know there. Japan yeah. like aren't they? No one, 
Asian people who like know Asia, like yeah, broadly yeah, Asia, I, don't ever question my Asian. Yeah. Ever. Oh, really? That's ever. Cool. It's just, it's like only in the United States American imaginary of like what and what Asia is and what an East Asian is supposed to look like or just like interesting. Like what's going on here? You know? And I'm just like, yeah, but yeah, if you're from Asia, I, so I lived in India. No one ever questioned ever question that I'm like from that side of the world now where in that side of the world I'm from they don't know but that I'm from there never did you go to India to study uh you know anthropology or yeah so I'm a I'm an anthropologist um and I uh, did I decided to do my research in a topic in like in North India so I like blended in either as Nepali or from Bengal like mm-hmm. as Bengali Assamese or people like just I blend in very easily in South Asia. So. It seems like really dangerous. Like, um, do people still shit on the street in India? Probably asking. But like, go to L.A. anywhere. You know, like, <laughs> like, yeah. You know Is that I mean? dog shit? No, human yeah, shit. Human. That's, that's human. Yeah, like we have a we have a problem in this city. How long were you there? Um, I lived there. I've been I've been back and forth for a few years since 2014, um, but for two years. Okay, and what brought you to India? The my research. Well, yeah. no, I mean, aside from that, like, why India? Yeah. Oh, um, I was just an avid reader of like philosophy when I was a teenager, and okay. it just like stuck in my mind as a play. Like, I tried to read the Zen koans of like from Japan, and I was like, I can't get past Mu, which is mm-hmm. the first koan, and I just I like, can't do it. So I was like, okay, not for me. Good for you, Japan, but I can't do this. I can't do this so I was like okay so I started reading a lot of just world philosophy and I got really interested in um Buddhism and um no in Hinduism I got really interested in Hinduism I got interested in like uh new neo-Hinduism is one way to think about it what's neo-Hinduism what what does that mean I just was interested in like people in the United States and like everything that happened from the 1960s onwards with like um you had the anti-Asian exclusion act that like um, expired in 1964. Anti Chinese or anti Asian? Because there's a there's a yeah, the, but it, it opened the floodgates for okay. for, age, for Asian people. Okay. So like you had a lot of Indian gurus who came into the United States so around the time. So I just like that. Yeah, for me that was interesting, and I just got very interested in um, in what would what happened after. Like once that went out, and you had Indian gurus coming in, you had Japanese teachers since it's coming in in the 50s. For like little bits, like little things could happen and come in, but once that was re- that expired, you mean it just the whole 1960s counter cultural revolution? Did you watch the documentary Why Why Country? Everyone tells me that I should, but I didn't because I just like I. Was but just, like, do you know of? Yeah, like, I know about it, but I didn't watch about. it. Yeah, I didn't watch it at all. I I should at some point just because everyone keeps telling me about it, but I don't watch it because I, I have my own take on what's going on, and I just know. I'm, I'm sure it's sensationalized for its own purposes and I'm sure it's fine I, I actually don't know because I have not watched it so it, just, it might sound really ignorant to you but I always find that a lot of white people especially the hippies mm-hmm. who are obsessed with you know meditation or like Indian gurus or mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. little there are a lot of cults in LA I just found that very amusing of course I didn't really dig into what what it really but is. Same here. I got real. I'm that was my whole thing. Was I was really fascinated with um with conversion and yeah. um, people just changing their entire lives. Why it's so philosophy. attractive to a uh, hippie white people? Um, 
I don't every well I so I asked I did because they like yoga it's that simple <laughs> but why because they it's like oh I might as well get more into the the spirit since I already kind of took their religion and fucked it over <laughs> into I mean, this like exercise that's like kind of scandalous At well there's for, the the exercise part like that's yeah. like people people have like found ways to remove like the spiritual aspects mm-hmm. of yoga just like yeah. an exercise breathing thing nothing but as like, yoga it's just like the cultiness of the whole thing you know it kind of <laughs> depends on the specific movement itself yeah. but i mean i've done interviews with um with converts and it really ranges but kind of something that has uh, a common thread through many of the store the conversion narratives has been um just being very dissatisfied with their life there it comes yeah, from a space yeah. of dissatisfaction yeah. Uh, yeah and a sense of like you you personally or in your in your own group you feel okay so even people who aren't super super rich but this idea that they like have everything like everything is is technically attainable yeah. materially like you'll the, you'll get that material spiritual dichotomy discourse that that language enters into the conversation where there's like you know what's the point of everything you wake up and like every, you have everything's here there's like there's not a sense of um for some people was like there's not a sense of like attainment there's nothing to really attain so they're like yeah. looking for something I have beyond everything yeah there is a sense of that yeah really kind of bored with so what else what else could there be there's this can't be it yeah this idea that you come to that this can't be the point well like it's unfortunate that um the the whole marketing of mysticism in yeah. a way is, is broadly appealing yeah um I, I don't know if like this this might sound like kind of ignorant but it's is the caste system part of Hinduism, or or how how are they related? Like, are they not related at all? Like, um, it's a social system, a social like a social stratification system. It's definitely like the idea of the Brahmins, the Kshatriyas are the warrior caste. Uh-huh. The Brahmins are the like the learned caste. There's four, like, and then the Vaishnavs, and then they have the Sudras, who are the fourth caste, and they're like the workers. And then there's a whole like method and of understanding social life. And as well, then religious life, spiritual life through those understandings of different castes. That's definitely inside of it. Oh, that's brutal. But because um, <laughs> I've I've always thought that like, oh, like uh, if you have, if you think about it, because of this caste history system, like there there's nothing really that altruistic about Hinduism, at least to me. Like, and the whole like altruism is a whole other thing of just like doing something good because that like comes to you that's all very culturally like um heavy depending on what, what that means in its time but um karma that's the but whole and karma is definitely yeah. intrinsic to it but the, the hinduism is a very wide wide branch you know and uh-huh. like the different schools of thought different philosophies different groups uh and it's a very old very old like Hinduism's a new term, but the practices and all of those things are very, very old, thousands of years old in it's India. Just like Islam, mm-hmm. in in a way, you know, a lo- lot of things that I, I I don't understand. Like, why can't you practice like this and claim, you know, God love everybody, you know? But in the meantime, treat women like that. But it's just because they didn't update their shit like yeah. Christianity did. You know, I I don't like Christianity either. But the, the thing is, a lot of religions they just stuck in whatever they were. Like yeah, they were invented I mean, thousands thousands of years ago 
it's a different world. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it kind of like that's part of the when you, as time goes on, there's this idea of synthesis. You know, mm-hmm. you you you're in a you're in, in new place, new country, new people, new time. And people change practices. They they throw out other ones. They mm-hmm. have new ones. They mix things, you know, that wherever, whatever. And it, it changes. This is kind of where I got interested in. So like once it entered in the United States and into Europe and into England, kind of full scale, like after the 18 after the late 1800s and then again in the 1960s onwards like what happened what was the remix there and then that that was the part for me which is like what what are the implications there for um, a particular strand of Hinduism or uh, can it still be called Hinduism when it went then it went for so for me I studied the um well, you probably have seen them they're the Hare Krishnas mm-hmm. and so yeah. yeah they like the a Bengali guru went to New York City was just like literally was like these poor white boys and girls uh they don't know what they do essentially and this like changes a whole bunch of just introduces an idea of karma about vegetarianism about you know this idea that you have multiple lifetimes of reincarnation all of these things and like implications for your activities and then all that stuff went back into India so it kind of was like a it was recycled back into India after coming through the west and so these transformations have really fascinated me I kind of feel like them and Scientologists are interchangeable not at all not at all no I always I mean like there's kind of like similar people in a way um as far as like their 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 inclination toward like you know, escaping from like, you know, the quote unquote, like bourgeois Western life, I guess. Yeah, that would probably be applicable to pretty much every new spiritual practice in like the world. I I have a question like what is the fine line between religion and cult? Uh, Is there a definition? I would say like the willingness to participate. Like so a cult is very difficult to leave. In fact, impossible there's free movement isn't possible um you also are very suspicious of outsiders inside of a cult um people being uh able to access your space and your place you would be barred in in cults these are very very secret spaces i would probably be more inclined to call scientology a cult because of that the secrecy involved Hare Krishnas? No. Uh, I lived on their campus, their like utopian world building project for two years, went in and out, had my husband, my husband was there, we're not devotees, like that's not our practice. But it's also really hard to leave certain religion like Islam too. But we don't call it a cult. Yeah, but you can leave it. Uh, I, I think cults. But need there will be repercussions. <laughs> you know, there's repercussions. Like even with like you can be excommunicated from the Catholic Church and you're just not mm-hmm. welcome anymore. So yeah. it's not as if people can just. Um, the definition is like when you this idea that you can't leave would be more of a you're you come into a place. You're the door is locked. You like physically can't. Oh, leave. That's what I'm okay. trying to say. Like, you can. You you are trapped. You are yeah. caught. It's it's a very sort of like. They will uh, spy on you. They will have people. There's like, a lot of that. So I haven't seen the wild, wild country yeah. right thing, but um, it that strikes me from what people have told me. That yeah, that was very cultish. Oh, and I, I think like cults. Tend but to I be, don't. Again, I have not. You know, I have not seen that. Meeting. Yeah, I, I mean, I think cults tend to be like like hold their power like centrally, where you have like very few people at the top well that's and, every religion there's a god or there's a you know, there's a prophet they're, alive. they're usually alive still oh yeah. 
so I guess another definition might be is their messiah or their version of messiah alive or not? Is that a big indication That's, too? Um, no, no. Uh, I I mean there there's a technical definition for cult, but it usually it has to do with movement and freedom. It's um, I haven't really come across it being whether something's al- some being is alive or not. But probably if it's like currently alive, like I mean the modern day cults where children and, and teenagers and young vulnerable peoples or whatever can't leave they feel they can't leave and parents freak out call the police the authorities trying to like get them out of this brainwashed thing and then people don't even want to leave like you have all of these senses and this could be applicable with lots of religion people convert and families aren't supportive they're like i don't like this religion that you're part of and i'd like you to not be a part of it i don't want you to marry this person and then convert to that religion and you have this drama from day one with conversion and any anywhere in the world so i mean the concept of who has freedom and what is all, all of that it's very blurry i guess the line yeah. sometimes yeah but a lot of it has a lot to do with volition are you as, if you don't mind me asking are you religious after you study all of those those um i'm not religious but i definitely like believe in a higher power I, okay there's, there's no there's no um I don't have like a particular practice that okay. I, like one practice that I follow or anything. Because no. I find it really hard to believe if somebody is deeply believe in one kind of, you know, religion and then in the meantime studies, you know, how you, how religion itself works. Like I I just can't imagine this might sound stupid, like academically, how do you set yourself like put yourself in a very uh objective perspective to look at the the whole thing if you're like you know no it's a good question really religious fanatic right yeah no it's a good question there are many academics who have like religious beliefs it's just like if it turns out to be that that's not the thing that affects their their practice at all like there are many engineers who are like devout hindus Mm -hmm. but has not that that they don't see that as a questioning their practices that they're doing at work at all yeah and you know so like there are people who are devout catholics but um you know are physicists you know like they (laughs) they just don't they they, they, there are there are people who have religion and then also scientists god created cells yeah whatever their (laughs) logics are for it um it can get tricky with social sciences because um you're dealing with human subjects on a more direct directly and um if you haven't dealt with your own biases on some level at least are aware of how religion and belief and the topics of religion belief function then um of course it'll tailor the way that you're um writing and experiencing but that's not new i mean you've had christian um christian scientists christian historians yeah. christian all through time like yeah. going out into the world and yeah. like making judgments on who who is savage what who is barbaric what yeah. is right and what is wrong and like casting yeah. entire groups of people with the default being the christian male heterosexual narrative mm-hmm. you know and then judging based on that premise but with and but but coding that is uh, objective mm-hmm. right so objectivity was is basically the white male gaze white male patriarchal gaze is objectivity and science yeah. so objectivity number one is unattainable yeah a weird, there is no a his a political there's no absolute objectivity there there's yeah. no such there's not even close to objectivity yeah like anywhere at, at all i yeah. guess like my first thing that i teach um anthropology is just getting students to understand what is knowledge what is a fact how yeah. is how is that constructed? So are, you, are your students like really douchey 
I don't know. I don't know them on that level. I don't know. Like what? Like uh, just the vibe they give you. Yeah. Some are. I mean, I today I've had a a few like. Look, the chance of your students listen to this podcast is really low. Just (laughs) feel free to shit on them. Okay. (laughs) I have student. My I would say um, my most annoying students uh, are the ones who are very obsessed with their grades, and I really it grates on every teacher if a student's just like. But I had I I complained of this at an open mic today, Mm -hmm. where a student comes up to me and she had um, earlier in another class of mine, I had given a similar assignment, different, but Mm -hmm. similar. And on that assignment, it's a transcription assignment. She got a 91%. And on this, in a new class Mm -hmm. on a different assignment, but similar, she got an 88%. I had a rubric and everything. Mm -hmm. Damn death threat. (laughs) (laughs) That B plus, that B plus. And she comes downstairs down from like the, from the lecture hall down to where the podium is and there's a line of students behind her and she just like she hands me her her paper back explain yourself yeah exactly she was like i don't understand and i was like oh okay like it's a normal question like what yeah. you know, what what don't you understand what's wrong she was like i don't understand why i got an 88 i was like oh well it's here on the rubric like she goes like oh, she's like i saw she was like, i see this rubric i just i was like oh, okay well you know what don't you i'm really trying here like well what part of the rubric don't you understand i'll explain that yeah. and she just starts to like really like stutter a bit and i'm like now i'm a little concerned like i don't yeah, understand so panic attack now in front slight, of you. Yeah, slight, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know something's happening some yeah. anxiety thing and i was just like um okay well you know well what's going on and she was like i just like last time last quarter i got a 91 and and i was on this this assignment and i don't know why why i have an 88 like i i just feel like like you're not recognizing i don't feel like you're recognizing my hard work oh my god come on come on you're you're not a charity case you have to look look it's like comedian it's like i bombed i'm like but I killed last week here at the same That's place. Not fair. It's not you're even not recognizing how good my jokes are. Yeah, and I just like I, don't know, I looked at her. I was really surprised. I was like pure shock, and I was like, I, I looked, I, I said this, and I realized much later, like reflecting on this, I was in her view being insensitive. But like, I grew up. I'm like, I have a Japanese like American mother like there's just certain things and also my dad like both sides my father has a PhD you know he came here with like from Trinidad you know but I mean you know it's just like my family no one's gonna just be like you're an amazing person if you got it you just have to like do your job like and that's you don't get cookies for that like Mm -hmm. that's just what you should be doing so when she comes over here with like her 88 and I and like doesn't understand a very clear rubric and I'm not showing it to you but just Mm -hmm. trust me it was clear Mm -hmm. and she has a thing and she's like but you're not recognizing my hard work and I said um well an 88 is a good grade yeah I said, I said a b plus is a good grade there are people I told her there she didn't know I was like there are people in this class who got a 65 on this assignment and you got an 88 and I said and also an 88 isn't that far from a 91 I said you're in the same like three park. points See, yeah this is why there needs to be more female faculty I bet, I bet like this chick like grade grubbed her way into you know well she would never ask that to a man i know that really i one i'm young i'm a young professor and i'm a young woman of color right Mm. so is she white she of course she was white (laughs) (laughs) of course she was white all of my chinese girls would never go to (laughs) i work harder no no, Asians definitely grade grub i ever remember they grade grub but i've never had this they will not go to her they were like oh what the fuck is going on i have never received i have never received 
tears or anything close to crying or complaint yeah. from non-white people. Oh. <laughs> no, never. I'll, I, Quote students, of the day. students will ask for explanations. That's okay. normal. You want to understand? Yeah. Like, of course, you, that's what I'm getting paid to do is to explain things you don't understand you know but this idea of just like you know almost breaking down into tears over a three-point difference between a b plus and an a minus for an assignment not her final grade this isn't even like on her transcripts you know this is just an assignment and i i like i like really spelled it out for her i really tried to be like you know if you understand then that's what matters. It'll help you in the class generally. I said, this is just one assignment. And she starts to cry. And there's a line of students behind her. I was like, do you have no shame? Have no shame. <laughs> and they might thought you said some shit that triggered Jeez. her. You know? I mean, yeah. if I were in her shoes, I, I can use this opportunity to get an emotional distress to get a you in the class if I had like a 4.0, if I was being completely venal about it. <laughs> do you think kids these days are just like more fragile in general oh I, totally yeah i mean when it comes to grades it's not it's hard to answer that question because i just from like you know there's so much pressure that if you don't get the perfect grade especially if you're trying to do post-grad work you know like yeah, ucla is a oh by the way she's a professor from ucla yeah. it's a really good yeah. university it's a really good yeah. university and students come in and they've worked really hard and they have that 4.0 4.0 plus you know whatever from mm -hmm. high school and then they get into ucla and they're expecting that same type of performance yeah, they're, and they're, they all discover their average <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're competing with with people who, have, yeah. who are just I as like good as you <laughs> yeah. no, but it's true it's, yeah, yeah. just competing with someone just as good as you and then you're in the class and then there's new topics stuff you haven't experienced before thoughts that you haven't had to think about i mean there's just a lot of new experiences a lot of texts a lot of reading that you've never they, no one does this type of reading in high school they don't prepare students so like when they get when they get there all of a sudden then there's this huge amount of expectation that they are supposed to still be performing at that 4.0 level which some can do but man, it's a yeah. it's a learning curve and it, yeah and it sounds like she's discovering new out-of-the-box ways to keep that 4.0 <laughs> yeah. she's not the only one i've had students through you know usually what happens the students will be like can i have some extra credit and then i think about it like do i have do they pay me enough to like do this extra work with you you know and then i think about like what's the vocation of teaching for and then i think well no you know so yeah. I, just, like, like, I don't do, have time do other students know about this back doors extra credit that's not fair um i bet it worked in the past it always works yeah it did yeah work in the past. yeah extra yeah. credit worked for me like i always walked up to the professors if i felt a little bit weird about something and i was just like what can i do and they were like well you can do this and the thing is like they don't tell undergrads the first quarter that they're there like hey your professors are people like yeah. they don't tell and you would think they would know that but they don't you have to tell because there's so much fear of the professor yeah. especially the older and wider and taller he is like mm -hmm. there's this, there's more and more distance so then here i am i'm, I'm short mm -hmm. i'm approachable i'm young i'm not that many years older than them so i bet i can bully her i get existential yeah. crises in office hours people are just talking to me like what's the point of life i got that question i get that question yeah college sucks it's you a know? It's, it was probably the worst time of my life oh really yeah. it's the worst of my life too why? and that was in china why because i studied a major that i didn't choose what was your major history okay i don't hate it it's just i didn't choose it because uh the score system in china is totally different mm. so they decided 
you should be studying history.、Mm-hmm. Do you want to go to college or not? I'm like, okay, I want to go to college. So then you study history. So you have to study history, and it's in a place that's really cold.、Mm. It's like Alaska weather,、mm-hmm. and then it's a very corrupted school.、Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like bribe the teacher to get things done. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah. For example, according to the Chinese law, you can transfer to another major, right? If you take this test, if you score like a top five percent.、Mm-hmm. You're able to go to the major that you want to study, but in my school, it's just not. It's like ten thousand dollars. That's the price tag, you know.、Mm. So just shit like that. It just makes and and I feel、it's、like everybody. So weird how like you know. Yeah. They, they, China says they're communist. Yeah. But it's like way more capitalist. Yeah. And I I the, the my I just don't relate to my classmates and stuff. They don't really、yeah. have any ambition, whatever. It sounds really douchey to say, but I think I'm better than everybody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so、uh, that's why, yeah, I wasn't happy. But what I don't even know. Where did you go to school, Maximo? Oh, I'm not even comfortable、time. disclosing okay. that information. Okay,、uh, is it a school good, better than UCLA or worse than UCLA? It's worse. Okay, so is it better than Ohio State or worse?、It's、better. Okay, now I now I kind of know. Okay, why you why why weren't you happy? In school, well,、um, to put it bluntly, you study engineering, had, right? I, I had no friends, and it <laughs> seems like everybody was banging but me. <laughs> it comes down, it comes back to your insult complex, okay? Which, by、okay. her own definition, is not a cult. Incels? <laughs> yes,、yeah. you can you self-identify, and nobody's like, "Hey, you have to be an incel forever." No, it、yeah. wouldn't be a religious cult. But it's definitely a group that like <laughs> that seems to have a lot of、um, a lot of rules. Maximo is a proud member of the Incel community. Wow! Can I ask questions about that, or is that okay, just not yeah, this topic? Yeah, yeah,、um, yeah, let's do it. So, how do you define Incel?、Um, oh, that's a just, <laughs>、uh, like I guess somebody that like wants love、um, but can't get it consistently. What do you mean by love? Um, Female love. That's kind of up to the person.、It、that's up to be, you. What's your definition of love? It, What are you looking I mean, for? F- yeah, I mean, it it obviously depends on the different person. But for me, just like、um, ro- I guess romantic affe- affection. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from the opposite gender, that is like to put it bluntly. Can like, be a gay we, we call it a looks match. Where like, I mean, to me, like I don't even care. Like.、Um, I mean, I I I I only care if she's like, you know, decently, you know, like a decent package, not yeah, completely obese or something, yeah. So physically, that's it. That's、yeah. all you need. No, no, no. Well, that, that's the thing. The her, his standard is not that high. That's what he he was trying to say.、Oh, as long as you're not like obese, ugly, or you know, my my language, like like like,、uh, he just wants love. From the opposite sex. Okay. You know, he wants a girlfriend. That's <laughs> to put it simple. How is that being an incel though? Um, because isn't that just like it's dating and it's involuntary? I can't do anything about it. What about just meeting people and talking? Because it never works. Interesting. It's、yeah. it's like you're talking to somebody with depression, saying, "Hey, why can't you just like not thinking about an active thing the whole time?" Yeah, yeah. And then for you, it's so easy to go out, make friends, and. Do activities that that can cheer you up,、mm-hmm, but for、mm-hmm. somebody who suffer from depression, there's nothing I can do. But Although, incel has、yeah. such such like violent connotations. 
You don't seem yeah, like a I violent know, guy. But it's, There's I a know, spectrum, that's what sucks. too. That's what sucks. You see, the problem is, is that um, the media loves clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> so they kind of blow up, like, you know, the things we say, like, way out of proportion. I yeah. think it's because I have a I have a colleague. So in my world, he like his whole stuff is working on 4chan with the incel sort of like oh, conversation. Shit. So like he that's studies his, incels. That's he studies incels. And he studies that like just the online sort of thing. Yeah, um, it kind of drives me nuts that people are getting paid to study incels. Like when <laughs> when like I'm like literally um, the most knowledgeable person on <laughs> earth about the subject, and I and I'm, but you and could it's just free. <laughs> I just give this shit for free. But that's kind of every social scientist, yeah. right? You're, like the analyst isn't the member. Asian American is usually, studies is usually like, not yeah. the member that's of it. Ridiculous. So like I study like, religious participation or I study families. I study yeah. people who are doing it, but they're not. They're they're usually people, members of the community of interest are not the ones also doing that. That's the problem. If you're interested, though, of course, there are programs where you can do this thing you're you would like to do if you want to study. Do they it. pay the, the subjects of the study? You um, know. Depends if you're if you have research money. Like I had really big grants, so I was able to. Yeah, yeah. there's this guy. Um, he got a really big grant to study this our, our community, like 250K. Yeah, well, again, yeah. depends on kind of what you're doing with. I mean, you have it takes years to kind of refine and make it. There's a lot of work. Like it took me eight years to get this degree, you know. Wow. So it takes a lot of time. It takes um, postdoc or do- or just this is all PhD. just like masters and PhD. Oh, okay. It's eight years of MA to PhD, and so that's science- pretty fast. In America, <laughs> yeah. years for a PhD is not long. In yeah. the rest of the world, you have a four year, yeah. four years for a PhD. Yeah. So, um, for this type of social science PhD, but um, but yeah, master's to PhD, the whole thing was it was eight years. And um, what is your take on incels? Oh, I find the whole thing really like odd and frightening. From the work that my colleague does, it's just really. Do you really know scary. them well? Like, do you have a uh, a lot of understanding of the community, or you just you just heard things from the you media? Just, uh, no, just what his research is and like okay. the conversations well, they have. Well, it sounds like so. your friend is very biased. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. From, the way that it um, works is that yeah. the type of research that we do is so I'm a ling- I'm a linguist, and so okay. what we do is we we look at. Well, depending on your research question, conversations, and you're looking at what's going on. I yeah, but there's a big difference between like you know somebody had a bad day and it's just you don't stuff sound online. like the incels that he's working with. So if there's a spectrum, <laughs> it, if it's just somebody who's like looking for love, like that's that's like not it. What with the in the spectrum, if there's a spectrum, you you're probably not. The it's like slightly racist or white supremacist. He's really working <laughs> you know? with the white supremacist. Okay, uh, so you're the slightly racist like version. Who are, he's working with a different version of that. So like when I say I work with religion, and people are like, okay. but I'm the most knowledgeable about my religion. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not working with your religion. You know what I mean? It's so like I'm doing a whole other thing over uh-huh. here. So, so what, what what did he come up with? Uh, I don't know. He's still finishing it. His masters i think he just finished his ma what did he tell you like so far from the academic standpoint oh god i don't remember his full conversation i just i don't remember so i would feel odd reproducing it here okay i don't really remember his full like thing i just remember my takeaway from it just emotionally was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) you know because like i mean if that spectrum is like pretty violent i mean i guess i mean just to not press the analogy too far but like people have an allergy to religion because of what under the name of god and under the name of religion people have done to it so there's like an allergy to it that's exactly our community in a nutshell like like 
he it seems like he's studied studying like the Wahhabist sect <laughs> of incels when it's a very broad thing. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, uh, but another thing is you're there, though, you're a really so. attractive, good-looking woman, so it might be hard for you to relate to them than somebody who's average looking or used to be average looking. For instance, I don't consider myself ugly, but my mother was really, really pretty. And growing up, I always consider myself ugly because my mom keep telling me I am ugly. That's but that's awful. I, I know. So no matter You're if I'm not <laughs> Yeah, no matter if I'm ugly objectively or not, there's a period of the time that I consider myself unattractive. So so to some degree I think I can relate to some incels you know, and why would they think that way or behave that way? But I wouldn't call myself like an expert or anything. But I think, are you attractive or not? Is a very good, uh, it's a good indicator whether you can relate to them or not. I, I don't know if you agree. I, with me or not. And also neurotypical or not? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, where are you in in this the spectrum of like being normal? Oh, yeah. what, what can you elaborate on that? Like, like I'm really spurgy. What does <laughs> spurgy mean? Like, I'm borderline autistic. Yeah. Okay. But most men are. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. I mean, I, that's just yeah. like... like yeah, a, that is true. I mean, like, yeah. if you, especially I'm in a crowd of scientists. And the, like, scientists, usually the people who are just like... like the Big Bang Theory is like, true. The social scientists, too. They're the good ones that are, like, very kind of, like, no, but- loquacious in comparison to... <laughs> nope. no. No. No, 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 no. Wait, wait until you talk to, like, you know, computer no. scientists. Or what is the hottest, you know, like, uh, in terms of major, like, what, what you know, what major has the hottest men in, in academy? Econ. Like, I looked this up. No, 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 from your... Okay. Since you're in this field. I don't. They're all ugly. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I guess like you're asking the wrong yeah. person because yeah, yeah. like I don't even. I just like those things don't aren't attractive to me. <laughs> like well, people, I, I looked like, this I, up yeah. and it's econ. Yeah. What do they you mean by? It up? Why would they find that? What do you? What do they mean by hot? Like for me, I'm, I'm such an anthropologist. Like what? How? Who's? How are you defining? That's why my first question to you was like, how do you define incel? How do you define love? Like I want to understand that because like, like what does it mean to be hot? Like it in means that, like you get matches on Tinder. Okay, oh, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah. A very, that's, that's a different yeah. metric, right? So yeah. like asking me like how I've defined like that's not my criteria at all, and I wouldn't even be Tinder is actually as close you can get to a double blind test mm. because there yes there's a profile but nobody watched nobody look, look at yeah, the profile yeah. it's just purely by by the pictures it is like a double blind test yeah. to a to a way you know about whether you're hot or not how many swipes yeah. by the same group of sample of you know yeah, group, yeah, yeah. how many swipes that's yeah. that's it you know mm-hmm. yeah of course you got you want to make sure the group is diverse enough whatever well but. i think it also just kind of pushes forward for people to just like it's hard in this world where people don't really go out and meet in the mm-hmm. physical spaces yeah. but uh if you meet in physical spaces like i've i well one i this is a conversation for another thing but i didn't want to date anybody i never i just i never dated i never dated I, I love talking about the atomization of society. Like, I feel like it's inevitable and like, and people seem to act like they hate it, but like everything toward behavior is gravitating toward it. That's been, but it's made, you know, like there's not, this isn't just like happening. Like it's like thoughtfully made, you know, well, like there's pushed a, by yeah. like, uh, technology. Yeah. There's pushed by technology, but our whole philosophical base. If that, you like, never dated, how did you meet your uh, significant other? He was, he was just he was very kind and very patient like he uh, was just like and then from from friendship like it was very clear and then like and then yeah. we're married it was just like I never 
it was never a thing like that you never I went out, going and, out date. and dated i've never done that huh. scene ever in my life and i hope to god never to have to do that i just it seems horrible to me so for me i'm just like just like who's in your world who are you talking to consistently yeah like who who are you being introduced to what are the parties you're attending with friends and family like I, that is that's that's only ever been my scene but you're like a seven or eight though for like a four or five would be a different conversation for three yeah. would be brutal yeah but i honestly <laughs> my own personal stance was i just didn't i was very fine with myself like i just mm-hmm. didn't need another person and that um that was a, that was an act of choice it wasn't being imposed upon me i didn't feel that energy i was just like i'm fine with me are you fine with just being yourself be with yourself um i guess you you feel fine I, with I, it i am to yeah. an extent um but you know things you know it gets lonely yeah yeah sometimes you need to just uh masturbate more and then <laughs> you know don't uh, spend too much time I, on yeah, forte I, I, I wish I had, like, <laughs> like the horniness of like like uh the, of the of being like a teenager like all your life but, it, but you're it not a teenager anymore yeah you're not I a don't. teenager anymore but it's a good way to cope like if you can masturbate all day yeah. Is there any books you can recommend to him to solve his problem? Um, Might be a weird question to ask. No, I would just say I mean, I I think a lot of philosophy. Like- I just read a lot of different, like for me, like there's this engagement with like if like, everybody's formula is different. I really just enjoyed learning about the self in different ways apart of around the world. And then I was just like, oh, Oh no, there's a lot here that I can work with and like deal with. Like it's like yeah. I'll just I'm really I was really content with research and reading. Like that was really fine for me in my life. Um and it's different in the, in the gendered aspect. Like men generally slow women down historically, presently. So I was just like why would oh, I What do you, what do you mean? Why would can, I can go you, in that direction? Explain what it means. Men well, it generally like slow men, women like, down. Well, like like remember when uh, Rishi was here? Yeah, Rishi is our previous guest. We talked about yeah. um his friend um whom he went to acting school with. Yeah, the the, the other and, Indian. No, like, like oh, the, the girl, yeah, 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 who, who shacked up. Okay, in New so York. this is a conversation. Let's let's. Re- okay, so we had a guest called mm-hmm. Rishi. Uh, he's a Indian Canadian, you know, comedian. Anyways, mm-hmm. he told uh, I asked him, "Hey, how did you get into acting?" Because he's booking a lot of gigs right oh, now cool. in a lot of like big shows. He said, "Well, uh, I have a very good female friend, mm-hmm. and then my friend was like, hey, I want to go to the school in New York to study acting.'" Why yeah. did you go with me? And yeah. then they went together. Mm-hmm. And then that's how he started, got started. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what about your friend? Like, is she a, an actress now? So, no, she met somebody and got married and, you know, had the kids and then kind of like didn't do it at all. And I was so worked up. Like, that's how women can never get ahead because yeah. of this because yeah. kind of bullshit, you know? And then I, then Rishi said, yeah, she's really talented. You know, she's yeah, really yeah. motivated and everything. She's great. And then... And then she, he, Rishi, kind of think, okay, this is her choice. Yeah, she's happy. It's and very normal. It's incredibly normal. But is uh, that fall, does that fall into what you just said? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it, exactly. it, it wouldn't be the. It's not the. It's not the the only thing. There's a yeah. lot of energy. I mean, look. I don't know how you're going to take these next statements. There's no personal offense to like yeah. the male side yeah, of things yeah, there yeah, at all. Yeah. But it's just this um, when. Like men require so much energy to like. I always refer to women as kingmakers. We're kingmakers. Oh yeah, I completely agree. With yeah, that. so it it's, just takes okay. it takes That's so much true. energy to like make him 
like viable you know and like <laughs> you know there's like potential or strength there's his own individual whatever's fine but like making it like creating an environment such that he his talents and his energies he can flourish to support to him support yeah. all of that it takes so much to energy to yeah. put to they, they into say it. like women only find five percent of men attractive oh yeah. really yeah oh yeah you don't believe that where is that coming from? Where is that statistic? Um, there, was, there was this University of Chicago study. Um, I mean, that like means a, one out of twenty, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, I'm just trying to think. If I go to a bigger open mic, right? There might be twenty people. Let's say twenty men. Yeah. That makes is there going to be one? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Out of the room, I would find one guy. Yeah, attractive. Well, the thing <laughs> no is, no more than like, one guy. I mean. <laughs> I, I mean, five percent is the way of putting it as tinyly as possible. Because yeah. one out of twenty sounds way better than five yeah. percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, it's just this idea. Like, if I, I had, I had things to accomplish. I have things to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But I'm very happily corrected on that, just in my own personal relationship. Historically, that stands to be the truth. Okay, mm-hmm. but like, my husband's really, really. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have accomplished a lot of the things I have because he's so helpful. He's so supportive. Yeah. He cooks. He cleans. He does all the things a human being should be able to do to like sustain their own lives. Therefore, also help I mean, you with I, uh, I I have a joke. I think you were there yeah, when yeah, I said yeah, yeah, about yeah. the beta beta guy. Oh, okay. So the, the joke- beta one, but that your 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 guy is like it's, yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. I joke about my boyfriend being a beta, and that's totally fine because he cooks, he cleans, he organizes my wardrobe, and supports me. And the joke is, if he sucks a dick or two, I'm fine with it, <laughs> as long as yeah. he makes my bacon nice and crispy. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's a joke, but. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 but I mean, it's just like I, I feel like I mean, he's a he's a full human being. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I I know how to do all of these things. Yeah, and he also knows how to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. So when we can be two full human beings who know how to take care of ourselves, clean our own clothes, uh, clean the place we live inside of, to like feed ourselves and also feed others like just these are mm-hmm. human tasks that he's capable of doing so it he's I, he doesn't require mommying you know like he doesn't require oh God, that's that. exactly how I'm at my last marriage collapsed is the yeah, babysitting it's too aspect much. it's it. too much and so it's like he's a person like an actual capable human being he doesn't require me in order to live his best life you know mm-hmm. and I don't require him to live be able to live my life so then together it's actually a partnership and we can yeah. like flourish and support each other and like people get really upset when like oh my partner this i'm like no like can he do these things can uh, he actually live all alone by himself successfully if he can't do that i'm not sure why he wants to i've been to guys place but i'm just saying this this is this microcosm of why like atomization is inevitable like this is what people want like what does sorry what does atomization mean like like breakdown of um of the family unit and oh, okay. like everybody is just an independent just being person. single just the, the being trend of being single self-autonomous like, i don't need any yeah. relationships even friends in okay real life. it's a trend in china too media. no yeah. i mean i hear you i totally hear you but i feel like on the level of like if indeed mm-hmm. i'm going to do um 
if I would also like to have things outside of being a wife and a mother, it would be very helpful, even in the realm of being a wife and a mother, that I don't have to cook the 21 meals by myself every week. Like my mom would live is soon in the next couple of years going to move in with us and we love her and he it's loves nice her. It's nice when a husband changes the diapers. You yeah, know? it's just or nice. It's tiring. He, he you gets up instead of you get up all in the middle of the night. pumping, like all the things. It's just a lot to like produce and like maintain human life you know so it's like if you're not the only person there and if you have your extended family around you then of course everything is much easier and much better but when that person isn't there you do rely on your partner a lot to be like hi here's a child you sired yeah Can everyone, you, like- everyone i know who had kids are like i love my parents like i can i can offload the parenting work to them like, well that's the whole, like the yeah. grandparent world has always functioned this way like that's like this like you know multiple generations in a household being part of the you know the whole of infrastructure so when that's there that's that's beautiful it's and if it's healthy and helpful for everybody that's beautiful in our case love my mom he loves my mom too like it works <laughs> out my husband like they all everybody's getting along so it's like it, when we don't have kids yet but she's really excited about it she's not pressuring but she's like excited about it she's like i will happily be part of that and he's just like he's over the moon about the prospects of being a dad he just he would love it and he would be an active father because it would be so it would be so surprising to me so surprising if this super helpful guy for the last nine years of my life just like is incapable all of a sudden that a baby arises he's he's just he he's great so, I mean, so, yeah. so looking, looking at your personal trajectory, right? I feel like you got, you know, you got your career and personal relationship figured out. And how, how did comedy enter? And how, how big of a role yeah. comedy played? I feel like you have so many things to juggle, you know. It was rage. I think it's like, you know. Uh, but do you want to be a. <laughs> like, just but do you want to be a full-time comedian? That would be wonderful. I would be a full-time writer in okay. some capacity. Um, I am a writer, but I, and I like teaching. But there's this thing, like the rage really comes from a, a feeling of. Um, there's, I have a lot of disappointment with with when it, it, it encountered it when I came back from India in 2017 after my research um people just don't know stuff and like that just bothered okay. me just broadly I was just like people don't know people don't know how to know like critical thinking skills they don't yeah. know how to get access to it it's the academy the academia academia's fault with not knowing how to translate concepts to a broader public yeah mm-hmm. and they, they don't in, in in order to do that you have to know a broader public and my my constant complaints eventually when you're frustrated about something enough you start doing something about it yourself so i was like i'm gonna start doing open mics and figure out slowly over time yeah uh, just basically this is my own self-imposed communication course yeah you know so i was like i'm just gonna like talk to people and embed them as and, and find a way to make long-winded serious topics just 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 clip 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 until I can get like a concept in a joke and that's gonna take time I'm just starting out you know but it's gonna take time to kind of like whittle down and make something the essence of it not dumb it down I hate that phrase I'm not dumbing anything down at all I just want to find I want to whittle it to its essence simplicity make it digestible digestible whittle it down to its essence and like find a way to like you know infuse that in a in a format which people will find palatable and comedy is incredibly palatable incredibly effective m- you know means of communication and bridging divides no matter where you are in the world you make somebody laugh you make them laugh like they're they're listening i think your academic background actually helps because i think the logic the logic consistency is really really important 
in joke writing okay. and and in a bit just oh, just yeah, yeah. The, just the consistent consistency and can you back it up whatever right. statement whether is is right or wrong or sounds absurd right. or crazy can you back it up you have yeah. to be able to back it up and the whole thing is like writing a little thesis but in a different way totally different way yeah. it is a different audience i've learned a lot already mm-hmm. about like yeah. L, like i've learned so much in the few months that i've been doing it more consistently you can't do information dump no. you gotta figure out a way to kind of you know spoon because yeah. it's not it's not it. a yeah. it's not a podcast people yeah. aren't like tight enough to listen for 40 minutes or whatever you know people yeah. are like, there for you've got in the scene i'm right it's five minutes yeah and then the attention span these days is getting shorter and shorter. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. So people like students you can't take a minute to build up a joke. You can't. You can't do that unless you're mm. really famous, right? Right. And this so, is your last joke. Like, what What are the like the ignorant things that like like disturb you deeply that that drove you into stand up? Oh, God, what a question! Like, is it something specific or? Like- That's a good question. Um. Something specific. I'm on the top of my head. I can't think of anything specific, but I can just like there's just certain moments where um, the first time I ever got up on stage, I had nothing prepared. I was just going as an audience member. That's the best way to Mm -hmm. go in your first shot. Yeah. 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 Well, I was uh, was at Echoes on Pico. There's a nice man. The club owner there is um, Christian and he's so nice. And I was coming there just as an audience member is like not that far from my house. And he noticed that and he was like, you know, why do you keep coming? Like no one just comes to watch open mics. No one's, no one's (laughs) doing that. Yeah. Yeah, And he was like, you have something to say. And I was like, I don't have anything prepared. He's like, nobody here does, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, yeah. So whatever you want, it's what's on you. Why, why, why are you here? You, You know? And so, um, he wants your five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I went up on stage only, and I only had anything to say because the man in front of me was just so misogynistic, and like I, my I'm teaching this quarter. Like, oh okay, well, what kind of joke was he? What, was it was, he, was this, it was just about? a stupid joke. I mean, he was probably just like he. he it, people were laughing. Men were laughing. There was like a group of women. None of the women were laughing at his jokes. I was just. Like, Do you think fuming. Bill Burr is misogynistic? Yes, but he's funny. Ooh, interesting. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So do you think he got funny. a pass because he's... F- not a pass because he's, he's not a just, he's not he's a spokesperson just, for social justice no. in any sense no but he's funny i mean i well, i've seen him like, i've seen him live yeah. when he was like the like a, the, the surprise guest you know mm-hmm. and um my husband just hated it didn't laugh at all just like was like mm-hmm. this he was so he's like i loved everybody except that last comic you know she's oh, yeah, your husband has no sense of humor <laughs> no, i don't like your husband <laughs> he's german he's german and stand-up is really hard to get him to laugh because uh, okay. he's like these american references yeah. the, the yeah. whole thing oh, yeah. It's yeah. just like what? What's you know? You it have took to really me a be while embedded. to separate uh, for me to separate like somebody's work uh, in terms of somebody's you know personal uh, opinion because he's my favorite comedian. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, things that he said I don't agree with. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I I learned to like look at it as a joke. But you're a comic. To, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. So I feel like like the uh, the general audience they're not comedians. Mm-hmm. You know. So they they're taking you as you uh, you what your words are. They represent who you are, which is every single one of us. You know. So, 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 so the, 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 the comic you saw this uh, misogynistic. It was, was awful. I really found him awful. I don't even remember his name. I've never seen him again, you know, but he was like in this. That's room. because the joke is not funny. But I, I whatever I he was saying, funny. <laughs> <laughs> the basic premise, I don't remember his joke. I yeah. don't remember his bit, but the premise of the whole thing was, um, he had been dating a girl. He'd been wanting a woman he'd been wanting to date for a while. So he was like 
dating her for like two weeks and been on a few dates uh-huh. he he knew from before they were like officially dating that she liked um, amusement parks yeah okay. and so he decided to like really surprise her week two one of their third or whatever dates yeah. into having uh, into going to Disneyland so he got like yeah. tickets to Disneyland to surprise her yeah. and she was you know excited so they went to Disneyland yeah and they're just getting to know each other on this other level and they didn't have sex after Disneyland and he was furious he was furious. I deserve sex and I was just I, I was like this is you're just a, like I was it just like set me off on like a yeah. whole, I don't know what I said but it was definitely yeah. like rage rant comedy and like the room like the club owner started like applauding like he was just like this is amazing and like the women were like i don't know what it was but the feeling was so good to just be like i don't know what i said just now i didn't record that set at all i had no idea what i was gonna say and people were like laughing and i feel like that's that moment you were just like okay like i could take some of the things that i know you know from anthropology from being a female in the world um understanding like gift exchange negotiations and like a broader broader social like platform you play settlers of Catan, don't you what wait never mind (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously yeah. yeah and so um you know i could do and like i just you know, and I just did a bunch of things which were really funny to people. And I don't remember what I said. And I, I regret mm-hmm. that I don't have a copy of that. because that, That's the thing. Thing. like when, when I asked you, like, what do you think of Bill Burr's comedy, right? Because he has a very famous bit about, you know, he's like, why women make less than men? And then tell you why. It's because when there's a house fire, you know, you got to be go first. And I got I got to be, you know, what about me? And when Titanic happened, you know, he's always women and children. But, you know, what about me? Like, I'm going to fucking, you know, Yeah, but Bill Burr doesn't, like, yeah. know anything. Like, I know, like, but I know. You yeah, can't look comic, at it. You can't it look at it. make you laugh and people relate to him because they might feel yeah. that. You but can't look at it, like, seriously because logically it doesn't really. Historically, it's, it's There's a lot of fallacy in it, right? Yeah. But yeah. on the surface, you have to make it sound like it makes sense to mm-hmm. make the joke work. Yeah. Because at the moment when you listen to it, you're like, yeah, that's kind of right. At least you have to have this this kind of effect. You can't be let people like, no, that's not true. Right. Like the moment people find it, that's not true. That your joke just failed. I think and that's you, why it yeah. failed with my husband because he's like listening. He's like at every turn, he's like all of these statements are false. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like all of he's, he's like you know he's like he's like I he goes I don't understand. He's, he's like are Americans dumb? Like, he's just like he, you know. And he, he was Jesus. Like, and he was just like it, but honestly for him he's just like a he's a highly educated human being yeah. in the world who like studies vulnerable populations yeah. and like he like knows now you know yeah. why he has bias against oh that's not your husband sorry yeah. i got it all mixed up Wait, what? now you know people in you know academic people have a bias against incels when they study them wait what because because the the, the way they think it's it's very serious i think yeah, that makes perfect you know, sense. Nothing we say on these forums is serious. Everything is a statement. It's an information it's entry just, it's for just them. Informa- yeah, oh my you god, know? that's hilarious. Yeah. It's like coding. Okay, this is like, yeah. you know, entry X, this is entry Y. I mean, build a model to try to figure th- figure <laughs> yeah. it out. This yeah. is my conclusion. Like, I mean, everything that's is the whole info. the whole idea for piece of code is like um it, it is kind of built on like like extreme exaggeration. So, so then like, I know I know your husband didn't study incel. I'm just he studies yeah. hunters and gatherers. Yeah, but 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 he's also a you know a professor or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's also a professor. So uh-huh. when he listens to Bill Burr, he's like, these are statements, and the statements <laughs> <laughs> logically it's not very you know. There's a lot of logic fallacy okay. in it. You know, I mean, he likes certain comedians. Like he likes he. I took him to see Gary Goleman. Do you guys know Gary Goleman? He probably likes I mean, those. He likes Gary Goleman. Oh God, he probably likes he Hannah Gatsby. 
Jesus. He's I don't like, know if he, you know, he never showed him Nene, <laughs> but he liked to Gary. He likes Gary Gullman and he. What about a New Yorker cartoon? Uh, probably would like, he like, his dad likes so, cartoons. Ha, ha. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, probably. He yeah. probably Amusing. Like Those are the hardest people to make laugh. Because, yeah. like, because they know too much, you know? Like, no, I mean, no, no, but like to them, like, like, uh, like making a joke is like, like an SAT problem. Like like it it almost has to be that logically elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's most, I think the premise has to be accurate. Like he likes he loves Whitney Cummings, for example. He likes he likes he likes laughing at like Whitney Cummings' anger. You know, like there's like he enjoys fem women female comedies. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he gen- generally not all of them. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he doesn't like he doesn't like Amy Schumer. Like generally, I've just told my face. What I've shown him of Amy Schumer's comedy, he's, he doesn't laugh at it. You know, you he, he to, laughs at Whitney Cummings. Hannah Gatsby. Oh yeah, he will. He will be orgasm. He'd be the greatest Hannah Gatsby. Fan. Oh god, you didn't like Nanette. Oh, god. You didn't like Nanette. Nobody. I Nobody. fucking hate Hannah Gatsby. Why? She's like the worst. She's Why? not funny. She's not a comedian. Because it was mostly like a TED Talk situation. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody has different standard. Like for me, where's the joke? Okay. I don't mind you dumping all your preach. Your preaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. George Carlin is preaching, right? Yeah. Where's the joke? Right, Wrap right. your preach in the joke. Then yeah. talk to me. Whatever you're. That's my you're, goal. Yeah. Right? That's my. That's my like, homework for the year. Is and, and, like then, and then and then I hate out. it because she's acts like, look, you know, I'm a retiring and then I'm redefining this form, mm-hmm. so I don't have to have a joke. But you can't say I'm not doing comedy because I'm I'm disrupting it. Mm-hmm. I'm redefining. I'm like, no, you're not. You just can't come up with a good joke. Mm-hmm. You know. Like mm. there's there's totally a way to deliver the same message she wanted to deliver, and you know in the meantime to make it funny. That's yeah. the whole point of having you know stand up comedy in the first place. Otherwise, be a feminist, go do a TED talk, write a book, you know, lead a movement, right? Run for president, do whatever you like, but don't call yourself a stand stand up comedian. Mm. That's my whole rage about Hannah Gatsby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't thought about it in my way. I, I remember watching it. I remember I laughed, but I I also remember thinking at the end of it, um, oh, that's different. You know, like I didn't know. Yeah, I don't deny was. it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's certainly different. And and just like you said, okay, there's a different version of. Um, I listened to this. Uh, I was at the open mic at um, Acme. Mm-hmm. Oh, that day was so terrible because everybody's so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's the open mic. Open micers are bad in general, but that one's no. Uh, just that day, mm-hmm. it was so bad. It was just like yeah, really hacky, probably. It's not just hacky, just bad. It's like okay. nobody knows how to tell a joke. And this girl who went up and she thinks she's a feminist, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. first of all, she said, "Man, these days are so fragile." I'm like, okay. That's a premise. Like, yeah, yeah where it's you fine if you're bashing men. Like, what is your angle, right? Yeah. And then she starts to say something like, "If you can't fix a light bulb, my pussy gets dry. If you okay. can't help me hang out a painting, my pussy gets dry." Like, yeah, he's I, not a real man. No, and I, I just, I just want to punch her in the face. I'm like, <laughs> girl, your premise is man these days are so fragile. Like, well, none of these things. You're contradicting yourself. Yeah. Like, I hate it when logically it doesn't make it doesn't any make sense. any sense. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. You know? Or like, if you're gonna. <laughs> gonna have something with a like a thing that doesn't make sense to think that has to be the the twist that makes you like oh like I, one of my yeah. jokes where I'm, i say i'm a bad feminist because yeah. my husband last week i think maybe were you there for that one yeah yeah, yeah. Where I, so he left last week because he like we're doing um long distance and uh 
for the past two months that we were together and then he left and yeah. I just well, I mean this isn't funny now but like yeah. whatever the, the build up was people laughed whatever they yeah. it was a light chuckle I have to work yeah. on yeah. it but basically it was a I um I like walked around the house and I felt pointless everything was ash to me you know yeah. just like there's no there's nothing well, you know? that's more sad than a joke no but like, <laughs> well, you, like you do like you you bring it down and it's like because like I, I the next thing I would say was like you know I spend 45 minutes a day looking at Instagram other people's lives you know but on the weekends I spend like I don't know 12 to 13 hours just watching what he's doing like oh he's pouring water oh so, so I go I do an act out of just like what's going on in my head watching him through life and then now that he's not there I have no life like that's like I'm a very good feminist now now uh, now Maximo is raging hearing this love story about how two people love each other so deeply <laughs> You know, this idea, this like yeah. the playing on you yeah. expect feminists yeah. to be like super uber. I don't need no man. Yeah, to but live like my life, you know, no way. Yeah. Like I, I just, I would like to be paid equally. Like yeah. that would be nice in my job. I would like to. Like, there's lots of things I would like. Like in terms, I, of I think I'm more of a comedian than a feminist. Yeah, like I think I'm a feminist, <laughs> but like comedy always comes first. Yeah, you know? like I, if you like the thing is, you're if you're funny, like I can listen to you, at at, at, at the same time not agree. Yeah. I'm like you're a fucking misogynist you're yeah. misogynistic but you're funny I would sit down and listen but if you're not funny and you're misogynistic like yeah, yeah, I yeah. fucking hate you yeah, yeah and a lot of open micers are kind of like that yes they yeah. are that's what happened when I went you know yeah. I was so mad yeah. and then like that just fueled the thing I'm so glad he was so awful because I wouldn't have known what to do and that yeah. probably would have just like gone on stage and like nobody would have laughed at anything and like, my heart would have been crushed I don't know how, like there, there, there's yeah. another comic uh, uh, he, he hands around a lot I fucking hate this guy mm-hmm. right he doesn't do yeah, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking, fucking, fucking hate him. Why? Yeah. Because he's not funny and okay. he's really rude. Okay, he's, uh-huh. I take it personally. Because the first time, after a few times, I try to say hi to everybody. Yeah. I say hello and he does, doesn't even, re- you know, respond See, to me. that's... So but, fucking rude. So, yeah. so I immediately hate him, right? And then he has those hacky jokes and it's not funny at all. But he thinks he's Bill Burr. He thinks, mm-hmm. I'm saying something so not PC, right? So he had this joke saying, you know, I don't have a problem with gay people, but, you know, I just don't want them to fuck me in the ass. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Also, like, why would they want to? Let's yeah, like, you know, normal your, your guy, normal energy. straight guy would never wake up and say, hey, those He's gay people. Here's prison. <laughs> yeah, those gay people better not come and fuck me in the ass. Normal people would never think that. You know what, you know what his problem is? Like he, you, maybe you're closest to gay you, if you think about that you, shit, you know, right? You know what his problem is? He read Sodom and Gomorrah way too much. What do you mean? You know, you know Sodom and Gomorrah, the biblical city. It's yeah. the, the that story in the Bible. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know the story. I know the story. You have to know. I know the story. I know the story. Yeah. Like, but, but, but I don't understand why you bring it up. Can you explain? Because like that kind of story kind of exacerbates like homophobia in a way. Oh, like, sodomy. Sod. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, he has a lot of jokes like that that doesn't like logically like I'm just driving me nuts. Yeah, like this does not make any sense. Like, even if you have the most the craziest, the most xenophobic or or what a homophobic statement, back it up. Make a good gay joke. You know, like make it logically consistent. But it's just not. I, and I fucking hate that guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're already at like one fifteen. Okay. I think we can call it a. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote or to plug any any last words? Um, I've got a a show February fifth at the One Two One Ace Gallery in Glendale at seven p.m. It's free. You can look at art and see. Uh, What is your Instagram handle? Um, it's at Teru underscore Hada. Teru T E R U and Hada H A R A. I'll be oh. the only one on Instagram with that name. So okay, it, it'll cool. be that one. All right. <laughs> Teruhara. Goodbye. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah.